Hi, welcome to The Craft of Living. I am Ante Roncic, and this is my first episode in 2021. Uh, I've been away for a brief hiatus, holiday hiatus, and it is really great to be back in the seat and using this privilege and opportunity to talk to you about matters related to the craft of living. Now, of course, part of the craft of living is to have a proper mindset, a proper mindset about events that are happening around us. And I don't know if you entered this year with a greater degree of optimism or perhaps pessimism, but certainly the events that took place in the first week or so of this year carry some ominous premonitions about a potential disintegration of society and further strife and violence. So a really a proper question is, well, how should one relate to these things? Like what is the proper you know, amount of news consumption? How much should I allow this to preoccupy my mental space? You know, if one were to take seriously the basic stoic adage that we should not spend time fretting over things that we cannot control, and most things that are outside of us are things that we cannot control, then uh, that might sound as if we should disengage ourselves, that we should not spend too much time worrying about things we cannot control. At the same time, we cannot live in isolation. The things that are happening in our society, especially in the American society, are affecting many people. And for those of us who are in educational settings or in some types of community organizing, or even just, you know, in conversations with friends and families, I think there is a responsibility to be informed, to be able to have meaningful and, you know, significant conversations about issues that have a tremendous moral, ethical, existential implications. I think we have to find this proper balance, right, be between being informed and recognizing that a lot of these things are beyond our sphere of influence, things that we cannot necessarily change short of actually being involved in some sort of, you know, activist endeavors. And yeah, so this is just a thought that I had, I think something that I'm going to continue to struggle with, like what is the proper balance between being informed and between focusing on things over which I have control, which is my life, my decisions, my thoughts, my interactions with people in my immediate sphere of influence. So this is not really an answer. This is more a recognition of the difficulty of the issue. But today I want to bring up something else, and that has come up in questions that people have asked me or have commented on my blog, and it is the question about productivity. Because it might come across that what I'm sharing on this podcast and my YouTube channel is actually just a particular take on the theme, the topic of 
productivity. Is this what I'm really about? Is this what this podcast is about? Well, I, I don't think so. I don't think so that this is meant to be, this podcast and this, you know, the craft of living endeavor in a broader sense is not meant to be about productivity. I don't take it to be so. Although the issue is certainly important and cannot be neglected. So I wanted to address this ever so briefly. Now, people who are usually, you know, dismissive of productivity or don't like the term, they marshal different arguments. They do so for different reasons or for multiple reasons, perhaps. Like one reason is that productivity, the way it's used in a business environment, in an industrial setting, has to do with viewing human beings as a resource, right? I am paying you a certain amount of money, and because of that, I want you to be productive. I want you to produce I want you to produce a certain amount of value, and I will try, I want to quantify this, and I will assess you, and you will be on an annual basis or quarterly basis, you have to write reports or your manager calls you in and you have to prove your worth to the company. And part of proving your worth is to show how productive you are. And so this is uh, obviously uh, has its problematic aspect to this, simply reducing human beings to uh, value producing engines, if I can put it that way, right? So so that is one reason why some people don't like the concept or the term of productivity because it is associated with, I would say, an instrumentalization of human life. Another reason, perhaps, why people are leery of invoking the language or the discourse of productivity is because it seems to apply an illusion of control. Right? We, we forget that our lives are, are finite, that they are you know, passing us by, the time is something that we cannot control. Uh, and so in the face of human life, that is profoundly unpredictable, that is has a certain sort of limit to it, that is marked by finitude. The language of productivity seems to be an attempt to create this illusion of control. You know, I am the one who is in control of my time. I will manage my time. I will manage myself. And then um, sort of in, in that sense, leading us to a position, to a sort of a state of consciousness that is profoundly falsifying, right? Because it gives us, again, as I mentioned, this this sense that we can have a mastery over something that is actually beyond us. So I think that is another uh, thing. Uh, Some people dislike productivity because it actually causes quite a bit of stress. You know, people have reported, some people who were using 
David Allen's getting things done, that all these procedures, you know, of, you know, the steps that you need to follow. And some of you who are not familiar with getting things done, you can look it up. But there are certain steps one needs to follow in terms of organizing, processing, uh, these different tasks and obligations. And, and so many people have reported that rather than helping them, uh, those kind of productivity systems actually instill stress uh, because you have to keep up with, with it. You have to find a way to locate, allocate, classify. And doing that on a daily basis rather than helping us becomes almost a, a big problem because it takes so much of our time and so much of our attention and it becomes stressful. It becomes unwieldy. And so people really dislike that. And there's another, another issue related to this problem, and that is that productivity perhaps becomes synonymous with workaholism, right? It's, it's about doing as much as I can, you know, always being in this semi-stressed or fully stressed position and trying to achieve as much as possible. It can be therefore associated with an unhealthy level of ambitiousness, or it can be you know, you know, trying to just just do too many things, and that then leads to again imbalance and burnout and all of that. Now, I have to say that I am very sympathetic to these critiques, and I happen to agree with a good number of them. At the same time, though, I I have to say that I define productivity in a slightly different way, or perhaps even significantly different way. And perhaps a good way to illustrate this would be to point to a book that Chris Bailey wrote titled The Productivity Project, Accomplishing More by Managing Your Time, Attention, and Energy. And I would even scrap the, the first two words, accomplishing more. And simply defining productivity as a skillful management of time, attention, and energy. That's what productivity is for me. A way of getting in touch with reality, of reality of who I am, of asking some fundamental questions about how I move in the environment, in the space in which I am in the time frame in which I live, let's say during a day, right? So, so this is what I try to do. Now, when it comes to managing my time, you know, uh, skillful management of time, well, 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 I recognize, right, that I have a certain number of hours in which I can do my work, but it doesn't mean that, that therefore that focus on time means that I'm now going to be like work 20 hours and disregard everything else. No, 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 no. Because management of time really focuses you, um, forces you to get in touch with your important values in life. Like because I value my work to a certain extent, I value relationships to a certain extent, uh, my health to a certain extent, my other projects and endeavors to a certain extent. I have all of these 
balls that I'm juggling and all of them are asking for a specific time commitment. So how do I go about doing that? So then for me being you know, skillfully managing my time has to do with being aware of the most important things that I try to, to focus on. Right? So it means getting rid of the stuff of secondary importance. And then also looking at that which remains and saying, okay, um, these three or four things are incredibly important. I don't want to say yes to two of them and no to the other two. I want to do all of them. So how much, how much time do I allocate to them? So the question then of time and tracking time and being mindful of how I all allocate time has to do with the reality with my sort of finitude of the available time that I have in any given day. It has to do with my values and my goals, right? So it, it actually then connects me, the question of time and how much time I have and how much time should I allocate to things, really connects me to reality, to reality of my biological life, the finitude of my biological life, and also to my the spiritual and mental dimension of my existence, which is then connected with, with values and things like that. And the same is also then with, with energy. I'm, I mean, I, I wish that I had 12 hours of 100% of energy, but I, I don't have that. Like, I'm a person who is most productive in the morning hours. You know, when, when I hit 2 o'clock in the afternoon between 2 and 5, my attention level sort of goes down. So this is not my best time to do deep work. So again, therefore, to ask the question about productivity... Meaning, to ask the question, like, when can I have the most energy, is actually simply a way of getting in touch with who I am as a person, right? It's kind of giving sort of um, a recognition to, to what I can do and when I can do different things. And then attention is, I would say, related to these things, right? That when have I... You know, when can I be the most focused, the most concentrated? Um, how much concentration and attention should I give to different projects and all of that? So this is then how I think about f productivity, right? Productivity is not so much about producing. It is not so much about cramming as many things in as possible. Productivity defined as a skillful management of time, attention, and energy in a holistic sense, including both, you know, the, including a bodily dimension, the mental aspect, the spiritual aspect of my life, and then also the different fields of play, including work, relationships, uh, you know, renewing activities, health. Like having all of that, productivity is then about proper allocation of time management, time, attention, and energy to these various dimensions.
So productivity then for me is more about being mindful and being intentional about what matters rather than simply being about production and inflexibly or being wedded in an inflexible way to some predetermined norms and rules. So in an effort to wrap this up slowly and also bring some additional clarity to what I sought to articulate, I want to read to you a paragraph or two from Cal Newport's blog post. I will provide a link to his site and to this particular post that he has. So what he does here is he differentiates between business productivity and personal productivity. And he recognizes that productivity is a problematic concept for reasons I have already mentioned and and also makes the point that usually the reservations we have have to do with this business sphere. And so now he wants to talk about personal productivity and this is what he notes. He writes, I equate productivity in the personal context to a combination of two forces, organization and intention, united toward increasing the quality of your life. Yes, absolutely, I agree. He continues, to be productive here is to enforce some organizing structure on the inputs and obligations, pulling at your attention. So you can sort through what matters and what doesn't. Minimize energy wasted on activities that add little to your experience. And overall become much more intentional about where you direct your attention. I really think this is very nicely put, right? It goes back to this notion that whenever you say yes to something, you say no to something else. And why wouldn't you say yes to things that really matter and say no to things that are perhaps a bit more inconsequential or not really that important? Like, isn't isn't something like that desirable? Right? And to minimize wasted energy and shallow work as much as you can? I, I think that is really true. Okay, so he continues. In this context, the connection between productivity and volume of input of output is severed. What matters instead is intention. If you eschew productivity in your life, you end up adrift, buffeted by the avoidance of pain and pursuit of positive chemicals. If you embrace it, you can cultivate a deep life worth living. One that might easily intertwine a long walk thinking about a book with a long afternoon wrangling your kids. In this sense, all of the world's great wisdom traditions can be understood in part as offering ancient productivity advice among many other things, close quotes. So I think that this quote is an excellent coda to what I tried to articulate in this episode. And therefore, a challenge with which we are left with in this new 
year 2021 is. How can I, on a daily basis, skillfully manage the time, energy, and attention that I have? And I will be very, very glad to continue exploring this question in the weeks and months ahead. Thank you so much for listening again. I wish you all the best. Stay courageous, live well, and until soon. Goodbye.